All right, new drink, one part Alizé, one part Cristal, Thug's Passion. That's right, it's our first ever St. Patrick's Day episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. Hello and welcome. If you're new to the show, we are so excited that you found us. And for our returning listeners, it's great to have you back. Well, if you love all things 80s and 90s from music and movies to television and pop culture, then this is the podcast for you. I am one of your hosts, David, joined as always by my good friend, Rob. Salutations. So official. Yeah. yeah. So that that, that sounds like something like an old person would say. I know we're old now. (laughs) I don't think we're that old. Salutations. Yeah. That's not even friendly. That's something somebody says when they want someone to go away. Salutations. Yeah, it sounds like an old... Salutations, young man. Take this nickel and go buy me a goose. There you go. Is it goose? I don't know. Have you become Ebenezer Scrooge all of a sudden? All right. Uh, on (laughs) On this podcast, Rob and I will travel back to the two decades that shaped not only our lives, but influenced the world for generations that followed. Each episode, we will develop and discuss lists of selected topics or perhaps identify a significant event, movie, or whatever we recall from growing up in the 80s and 90s, providing some awesome memories, fun, and nostalgia along the way. With all that, Rob, what will we be covering for this episode? So today, we will be covering... Songs about drinking from the 80s and 90s. Songs about drinking. This is in honor of our St. Patrick's Day, our first St. Patrick's Day special. Well, real quick, disclaimer, because we're all about disclaimers on this show. That's right. Uh, If you're a listener under 21, Rob and I are not advocating drinking alcohol Mm -hmm. during this episode. You can enjoy these songs just as much hanging out with your friends or listening in your car, your Mm -hmm. bedroom, or wherever you listen to your music. So, All right, PSA out of the way because we're always concerned with the welfare of our listeners on this podcast. We are now fully responsible adults, Rob, with kids, mortgages, college tuitions. Mm -hmm. But in our younger years, we did have a little fun once in a while. I mean, we still do. Maybe not the same fun, but some fun. Right. Uh, So what did you like, or maybe you still like, about St. Patrick's Day? Or did you do anything with St. Patrick's Day? Actually, uh, my... uh I remember we'd go to my grandfather's house uh, to uh, on St. Patrick's Day to celebrate uh, because we have some. At the time, we thought we had Irish heritage with nice. the last name McCracken, and then later on, we found out it was actually uh, Scottish. It sounds so, Scottish. Yeah. So I don't know where that confusion came in. So yeah, so St. Patrick's Day is. Uh, what, Did he serve you drinks at Grandpa's house? Uh, no, but I oh. do remember my grandpa would. Uh, drink uh gosh what was the beer it was in the stubby bottles uh uh not rainier olies olies he was an olies drinker so yep and he would his breast smelled like beer i remember that uh when i was a kid the only thing i know about st patrick's day is you wore green or you get pinched and people were fully ready to pinch you on that day yeah schools like had rules if you don't pinch do school pinching now I think kids get arrested. Yeah, Is that no. a fact? I don't know. I don't even know. Some I've not heard that. I think that was, I don't hear and hear people about pinching <laughs> anymore. I don't well, even 
it, when I was a kid, it was a thing. So you wore green, but other than wearing green, uh, until I got of the age of uh, being able to go to bars, then I discovered what other people think St. St. Patrick's Day was all about. Uh, and that, you know, was about consumption and having yeah. a good time and all those yeah. types of things. So I, 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 I will tell you, uh, you talk about having a, uh, what was it? 90, uh, 85% of my success is a result of, so it said 75, 80, 75, 80, pretty solid with that. 75, number. 80. Um, uh, my first experience with Jack Daniels was, uh, you coming to my house we, uh, with a fifth of Jack Daniels and we watched uh, basketball. Yeah, see, that's how you should watch basketball. That's a right? uh, that's a mix. That is a mix. A fifth of Jack and that's basketball. A, that's a night. <laughs> uh, if we drank that whole thing, that's uh, <laughs> bad. But maybe we did. Who knows? And then we went and played basketball the next day. So oh, that's good. a whole nother basketball story. Basketball with a hangover yep. is nope. totally fantastic. No. But we're responsible adults now. Now. So, well... Throw on something green, grab your drinking buddies, and let's head on out to the bars, throw some quarters in the jukebox to hear our favorite drinking songs from the 80s and 90s. Well, we're going to need a couple pitchers of green beer ASAP, so bottoms up, Rob, and pour us a tall, cool number 10. All right, so uh, my first song is Pop a Top, Alan Jackson. You went country. I did. Perfect. And it was... It wasn't hard. Every country song is about drinking. I was going to say, when I was researching this, the number of songs that were country songs were about drinking. Drinking. Was, I mean. Off the charts. Ample, ample uh, material. But um, yeah. So anyway. uh, Yeah. So my number one is uh, Pop Top. Pop uh, Top. Just the the bar scene and the. I cannot um, believe you went 90s country. You don't even like country music. uh, So I am shocked. I guess it's from yep. when you moved to Ellensburg and started going there that maybe some country blue. No, in, no, I think that is true. I, I later <laughs> in life yes. that I appreciate, but uh, I like yes. Alan Jackson. I liked his. He, uh, he had a album uh, where he covered um, covered some old songs, and I All liked right. it. But one thing I liked about the song, uh, I learned that there is a popular drinking game in the American South. It's called Pop a Top. Pop a Top. Uh, it has to do with that when they hear this lyric, uh, the players then have to open. And drink a beer before the next time the lyric repeats. Nice. And this reminded me of uh, we we would do a thing called the Hundred Shot Club. Oh yes. And there's some stories around that. Yeah, so there, uh, there was it, it reminded <laughs> me of that. But. Yeah, that was uh, that was an adventure. We we probably don't have to tell everyone about that one, um, but that's fine. That's fine. I did dance to some Millie Vanilli, so that works. Out. Hey, no, there's well. Uh, I'm shocked. I was not expecting country, okay. but solid song, yeah. uh, so I can't even get too upset about it. So right out of the gate, I am going to do something that Rob usually does. Oh, and I call break him, the rules. I call him out on, and that's to bend the rules. Bend. I'm not breaking. But, oh, okay. Uh, because my number 10 is not from the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. It is Tequila by The Champs. Wow. Oh. If you remember this song, um, I'm going to give you my reason why I think it's relevant to the 80s and the 90s this song for me and imagine many others that were born in the 80s and 90s uh first it's a great scene in peewee's big adventure where peewee dances on a bar in white platform shoes to this song uh doing that little peewee dance with his arms and second in the 90s it was in the sandlot which is a fantastic movie uh when the kids eat chewing tobacco hop on a ride at a carnival and they puke all over everything and everyone 
and it's really gross. So for me, even though this actually is not an 80s or 90s song, okay. I feel like it was reborn in the 80s and 90s through some pretty big movies. And I think if you grew up in that area, era, uh, you know this song really well. No, I, I think that was a that is well within. I can see what you did there. That, that's something I would have done. Not not a '90s song, but definitely it, is something you would have done. Absolutely, Can't, <laughs> I knew that song from Pee Wee's Big Pee Wee's Big, Big Adventure. Adventure. That's yeah. where I. I mean, I'd never heard it until I saw that one that too. Um, so yeah, so for me, it's a little bend of the rules, but I think it's relevant to the '80s. Are you a tequila fan? '90s. As can in, you, can as you in do, the actual beverage? Yeah. Can you do the tequila? Uh, no. No. Okay. Absolutely awful. No. So it mixed in something maybe and still not even the best thing. So. Okay. All right. Uh, my number uh, nine. Also a little different twist. We're going to go different twist here. Uh, is um, gin and juice. Nice. But. Jeez, but. Oh. See what I did there? It's by Fish? No, the Gourds. The Gourds. I'm yes. there. Yep. <laughs> this is an interesting version of this song, for sure. Oh, it's so good. So good, he says. Yes. I don't so, know if it's so good. What I remember about this song is, uh, uh, well, this is a 1996 song, so it was before I was drinking i didn't you know i, I don't know <laughs> but it's a american alternative country band they're formed out of uh, austin uh but what i remember you introduced me to this song and it was in the Napster. yes it was napster and uh i would go to your apartment in ellensburg and you would let me rip songs off of napster and uh always and uh yeah th- this is one you're like oh you have to hear this song and i heard it and i was like <laughs> it's the best cover it's probably one of my favorite covers i found song. it probably thinking it was funny uh, and then you now have taken it, run with it, <laughs> and put it on this countdown. No, so. I love it. So yeah, so gin and juice, not the Snoop Dogg. Gin and uh, juice, not Snoop Dogg. Uh, gin and juice by the Gourds. So that's fantastic. Well, uh, I don't know if I can top that, but <laughs> my number nine is "Funky Cold Medina" oh. by Tone. This is a that was insane. I didn't dive into the 80s. All mine are 90s. So. Oh, yeah. It's a good, good bass oh, yeah. line they got on that, right? This, this would be a good one at a party. Absolutely. Good one at the party. So um, this was the follow-up to his smash hit, Wild Thing. And as I've mentioned in a previous podcast, musically it sounds pretty similar to Wild Thing, but just some different lyrics. Released 18 March, 89. Funky Cold Medina is said to be a potent aphrodisiac oh. in beverage form. Uh, so kind of like Boone's Farm. Is that that track? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Uh, Strawberry Hill, for those who know. If you know, you know. Yep. Some interesting lyrics about a girl being a man and his dog having sex with his leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, song went to number three in the U.S., but only number 20 in Finland. So the Finns were not all the way down with the Medina. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, a solid song about drinking a mind-altering substance. Sure. And experiencing some odd things. Yeah. Funky no, cool Medina. I like that one. That's fun. That's something. Uh, it's, it's so <laughs> <laughs> um, that reminds me of uh, uh, when we were going to college in Ellensburg. I went to a, a an apartment. Yeah, there was a party. Um, I knocked over a drink, which was a party foul. Party foul. It was a party foul. Yep. Uh, somebody in the apartment yelled uh, "party foul," which then 
the rule in the house was you had to drink the house drink. That sounds bad. Yeah. And the house drink was a mixture of kind of whatever they could find. And there was some (laughs) homemade uh, uh, schnapps in there. There was a mixture. Yeah. So I proceeded to down it. I saw a guy Um, once. uh, It it did not end well. I saw a guy once at a bar. They did what was called a bar sweat. And the bartender wrung out his rag that he'd been using all night into a shot glass. And if you drank it and didn't vomit, uh, you got like free drinks. No. So, and nope. I saw a guy drink it and nope. not vomit. No. And he got nope. free drinks. Nope. Um, so, yeah. That's Our, not the worst thing. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, number eight. <laughs> my number eight. Number eight. Is uh, Closing Time by Summer uh, Summer. Closing Time. Open no. all the doors and this was 1998. Yes. So I was 22. Me Newly in Such in a fun age. Yep. Yeah, and I, I've said in a previous episode that the uh, um, those years, 97 to 98, were very strange times for me. So 98. Yeah, sometime was, we're going to have to hear about the strange was, times because uh, it's very ominous that yes. you keep throwing that out there. So that's a song I remember kind of playing in the background. And, yeah. Uh, it's a great song. song. What I found interesting is that uh, when I was researching the song, uh, it's on the surface, it's a it's a leaving a bar at closing time, blah, blah, blah. Correct. But uh, I think it's a dr- the drummer from the band indicated that the song was written in anticipation of fatherhood and that it is about being sent forth from the womb what? as if by a bouncer clearing out a bar. That's no fun. I don't want that one. Just Like, yeah, you can have that. I mean, I like the, you know, get out scenario. <laughs> it's closing time. Yeah, Cuz I've been in places and nothing's worse than when the well, lights, the come, lights on come on and you're up like, and, Ugh. yeah. So, all right. I'm going to stay with the kicking them out of the bar. Yeah. Uh, you'll have the philosophical version <laughs> of uh, bringing children into the world. I'm not going to go with that one, but that's fine. Uh, well, I've been knocked down and I'm up again. So you should know by now that my number eight is Chum Tub Thumping. I knew you would do this. By Chumbawamba. So stupid. Fantastic. It's not a, it's not fantastic. It is. So great. What are you talking about? I mean, it's, uh, what are you talking about? All right. This was released 11 August, 1997. This hit number one. Are you ready? Number one in Australia. Canada, Ireland, Italy, Scotland, and our friends in New Zealand. Uh, number two in the UK and number six in the US. Memorable song, but if it's heard too much, as you may be alluding to, which it was in 1997, yeah, maybe that's why I don't like it. Uh, it infects your brain. You know how I'm, the infecting the brain thing? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. but uh, when they put that worm thing the earworm in Chekhov's in helmet. ear, yeah. that's kind of what it's like. And for those of you out there that don't know, earworm. go hit the YouTube, pull it up, it's super gross. Okay, I promise you. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, no shock that it was number one in Ireland and Scotland, but the French wanted none of their whiskey drinks or their cider drinks as it only hit number 38 in France. Doesn't it, in in the song it talks about, does it say getting pissed? Pissed is in there. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Of course it does. Reminds me of uh, So I Married an Axe Murder. Yeah, let's get pissed. Let's get pissed. Tub Uh, thumping. Wow, good one. Uh, Number seven. Um, is Garth Brooks Friends in Low Places Country again I did What is going on And this is probably for me The Garth Brooks song The Garth Brooks song But this is August of 1990 Yes 
Perfect. It's a good sing-along. Everybody knows the words. Yeah. Easy words to know. This is kind of one of the songs that broke him through to oh, yeah. superstar. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I think there's uh, something attractive about the bar environment, bar culture. I like that. I think it's, you know. Really? Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, uh, not that I hang out there. I know. We've been in a lot of there's bars. There's something. Uh, attractive culture is not. You've been in the Oak Rail. <laughs> Attractive is <laughs> not the first word I go to with that. But there's something about uh, the, the the friends in low places. That idea that yeah, you can. There's this place you can go. My dad used to always go after work. He'd go to a bar called Oli's. There's just there's something about meeting your friends at a so place. You, and so you want to be Norm from Cheers. That's what you want. You need a bar. I'm not gonna lie that that Sounds that great. family you know <laughs> family environment family environment. I I like it. Sounds great. You have hit us with country twice. Two countries, yeah. and it actually spoiled what I was gonna say because. I had my number seven is a country choice. And I said, I was going to say, Rob, you know what this podcast has been lock, lacking? 90s country. 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 Yeah. It, but it's not lacking anymore because you just jumped right in there yeah. and you stole my thunder. But what you didn't do was take the best song of all of those. Oh. And that comes from Tracy Bird. And it is the Watermelon Crawl. Oh, good one. Nice. This is a good sing along. Yeah. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. So my wife will be now in the 90s country. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, uh, you're not a big country fan, but apparently you are a country fan. Now, I don't know what happened. Living out here uh, in the woods has uh, turned you uh, into the country, country man that you are now. Uh, but when I was overseas, I listened to a lot of country. Chris and his friends introduced me to it. I turned out that I didn't, I didn't hate it so much. I don't listen to a lot of country now, but when I do, it brings back pretty good memories, uh, a lot of things uh, that I remember. Uh, this song is on the list because it's about drinking red wine from watermelons. Okay. Uh, but if you've had too much, don't drive, just dance uh, the watermelon crawl. So like any good 90s country song, it has a message, like something that you can wrap your head around. Uh, but this did hit number 81 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, which I wouldn't have expected a country song to get on the right, Hot 100 right. at 81. So good for Tracy Bird. No, that's that's a good one. I think Watermelon crawl. I, I like it. I remember that one very well. So and that would have if you're been you're ever one. down in Georgia around late July. That's you know, there you go. <laughs> that's what I would have heard playing in the bars for sure. So, <laughs> uh, my number six is have a drink on me. ACDC. Wow. Have a have a drink on me. Have a drink on you. I like a good ACDC song. Yeah, who doesn't? There's not a lot. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Of all my ACDC choices I go to, yeah. I, I don't usually go to that one. But yeah. uh, It's got lyrics like, Dizzy, drunk, and fighting on tequila, white lightning. My glass is getting shorter on whiskey, ice, and water. So come on and have a good time and get blinded out of your mind. Blinded out of your mind. There you go. So yeah, a Any little ACDC. Any good rock song should talk about that. And again, that's one I could see playing in a bar. Uh, that's definitely maybe, a bar Maybe song. the double deuce. The double deuce. Right. I don't know if they're ready for ACDC, but... Right. I mean, Jeff Healy's on stage. That's right. We're going to have to boot him out. <laughs> that doesn't sound good for him. Well, my number six is from the self-proclaimed best band of the 90s or ever. I don't know. Champagne Supernova by oh. Oasis. Yes. That's not a question. It's Oasis. It's such a strange song. What does it mean? It is a strange song. It means a champagne supernova. What is a champagne supernova? I don't know, but it's in the sky, so it, I mean, it's got to be good, right? <laughs> not an answer. So this released 13 May 96 was the sixth and final single the from what's ever. 
I mean, it's in the sky. I don't know what else to say. But uh, Six of Final Singer from What's the Story, Morning Glory was the band's second number one single on the modern rock chart and reached number 20 on the Billboard Top 100. And here's your fun fact that okay. you were just kind of talking about. Noel Gallagher, who wrote the song, yeah, he's quoted as saying about the song's lyrical meaning, I haven't got a clue. Ah. Walking down the hall faster than a cannonball. <laughs> what the F is that all about? And That's I should know because right. I wrote it and I have no damn clue. There you go. So there you go. Uh, there's probably some drugs involved or some other things. Wrote the song in the middle of the night, threw a champagne supernova in the sky, and you just got a hit song. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. That's fantastic. The, that's the answer. That's, that's the, answer. the real answer. We, uh, he, has, he says, I don't know what the F it's all about. That's funny. That's, so that's it. There it is. Okay. Can't go wrong with Oasis. Yeah. Well, I, you, you can. No. You Oasis can go is wrong. Fantastic. That doesn't make any sense. Do you listen no. to Oasis? Maybe <laughs> I, you I had a, try I, some. I had a moment, and then I moment, no, and then it, no. it left you. All right, my number five is uh, "My Worst Enemy" by Lit. That is so interesting. And I, I have a this one probably it's right in the middle, but for me, this is probably the most uh, applicable most relevant uh, drinking song to my college years. Nice. June of 99. June of 99. Uh, I moved to Central yes. in August of that year. I was there. Um, you were there. I was there. Uh, I put, oddly enough, uh, I moved. Uh, I, I think it was the next year when I came back up, but uh, I'd parked my rig, my truck in front of your house. Yep, destroyed. Middle of the night, I hear a noise. I look out. Drunk driver has... Destroyed. Destroyed my truck. Absolutely. Going the wrong way, front end, rear, like head on to mine. and Perfect. And this CD <laughs> was in a crate. In a crate. In the back of that truck. So, oh. Did you oh, lose yeah. the CD? No, I still have it. Okay, good. Yep, still have it. It's the exact same one. It almost would have been worse to lose the CD than the truck, I think. Oh, yeah. I was more worried about my stuff. So, anyway. But, yeah. So, my Great song. Yep. That really kind of defines my college years when I, I, when I listen to it. So. I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, because my number five, I'll just play it. Yeah, because I can't explain it, so I'm just going to let it play. No. <laughs> we had the same number five? Apparently, we have the same number five. <laughs> we did not talk We did not talk about how many are over-unders. We did not. We yeah, did not talk about uh, our over-unders probably, uh, it's up a little now. We're gonna so have, we're gonna Well, I don't have a cool Ford yeah. song yeah. about your, my truck getting hammered. I can just give you some things. Only hit number 51 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, but a fun song. Not much better in the Netherlands, where it only hit number 56, and Australia was only number 60. So the Australians usually know good music, and that didn't help. This is a fun song about waking up and realizing you screwed up the night before, Mm -hmm. and the song was based on the lead singer's habit of getting in trouble with the police in the late 90s for several incidents of public nudity. Oh. He even sang the song nude in the recording studio when they made it. Wow. Uh, the lead singer was quoted saying, sometimes I get in trouble when I get naked in public and have a girl there. It happens when I've been drinking Jägermeister, and mm. I can totally understand about the Jäger. Uh, oh. I've, I've had some Jaeger times Woof. on my own. It is not something to be taken lightly, no. and you should be careful with the yeah. Jaeger. This song reminds me of, uh, it was Halloween up at Central. I quit my job at Frizzini's Pizza just so I could go out because I was so ticked that I couldn't go out. I wore a shirt that said security. Yeah, fantastic. I love this story. I stood at- You I, sat on a stool next to I, the I was door. waiting because I think I was, we were waiting for our crew or something. We yeah, were going to go. And I watched like six girls show you yeah. their IDs. So then I end up going home to, I, I end up, at an apartment complex in Ellensburg. 
I ended up having to walk home. I remember coming back, coming back to your apartment to get my stuff. And I just remember you'd already made it home and you just sort of like, so how did it go? <laughs> and I just took my keys and left because I, uh, it did not go the security, well. The security shirt. I ended up at somebody's apartment that I sobered up fast enough to know I shouldn't be there. And Perfect. I, I walked home. So yeah, we've had those moments. The cold uh, November or October, uh, Ellensburg. Night. I thought you were going to say cold November rain. Sobered me up. I got gotcha. you. So, anyway. Well, uh, number five for both of us, lit my own worst men. Nice. So that worked out pretty well. Golly. So, I, I don't know. Ahead. We've had that like the same slot. It hasn't happened very often. I've said it before on the show. It's because we share the Schwartz. I mean, I have the bigger <laughs> Schwartz, but it's there. It's happening. So. Uh, I don't want to talk about my short Schwartz. <laughs> uh, okay. So my number four. Is okay. I've we've said it about the the headiness. Then my next couple songs get there's a little headiness, the pretentiousness. To pretentiousness to them. So yes. uh, it is uh, "Sober" by the band Tool. Good. I don't drink to this song. This isn't a drink, uh, but <laughs> you're not drinking to this song. No, it's, it's very dark. It's, it's very yeah. dark. If you're drinking to this song, that's a bad day. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, so uh, my daughter drives with me to work, and I will put these playlists together, and I'll listen to them as I go to work. And she even liked this song. She's oh, it's a, a great she's song. A, she's a fifth grader. Yeah. Mind you, there's a few profanities in if it. If you but, want your fifth grader not to sleep, show her the video. Oh, yeah. We haven't done the video yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, uh, when I was researching it, it this sober uh, actually refers to uh, leaving sobriety behind. Um, and and actually, the way the song is structured, uh, he you know he's asking why can't we drink forever. The song also goes on to make statements such as "I'm just a worthless liar." So there's this struggling with shame uh, and and from addiction, and so there's a, a definite connection between uh, drinking and so that, yeah, that's the headiness of it. But I got gotcha. you. Great song. Great song. Awesome song. Well, I I can't follow that up. I, I my song. Uh, <laughs> So this song uh, comes from a movie soundtrack, which I know you love movie soundtracks, uh, that's been mentioned before on this podcast, and that is a favorite show of this podcast, Basketball, and it is Beer by Real Big Fish. I Nothing. Nothing. I love this song. What are you talking about? Nothing. You don't know this? No. Literally singing about drinking beer. I've never heard it. How have you never heard that? I've never heard it. I will that, tell you, I think I saw insane. on lists as I was researching, oh. but I didn't even click on it because I don't well, know. Well, song title speaks for itself, even if you haven't heard it. The song is about drinking beer and all the things that can happen because of that. This is the band's most downloaded song, and it's just fun. You don't have to think about it. And it was part of that 90s swing revival. Uh, if you remember from the 90s, there was mm-hmm. quite that little. Yep. The ska. For about two, three years, that ska swing yep. situation that happened. Mighty, mighty Boston. Um, man, you have not heard that song? No. We watch baseball. It's because we drank the Jack Daniels. You can't remember the movie. I was going to say, we finished off uh, a fifth of Jack Daniels. So, yeah, you missed it. But uh, it was part of my ska phase. You know, I tried to dance like those guys. I played I trumpet know. in high school or junior high. So I thought I could be you in played the trumpet. ska band. Junior high. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, two years. Wow. I didn't, I didn't like it, so I, I did the violin in sixth grade. I oh, played it for two weeks. My dad made it, me take it back. You always got to do smart things, violins. No, no I, know, I, I was not smart. You walk around with your you know, grades and all that, so <laughs> I'm just playing a trumpet, <laughs> and it wasn't very good. That's why yeah. I quit. I don't think I ever got above third chair. No, so. I, I couldn't do it because I can't. I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. Barely so walk to, and to, chew gum. Two, two hands on the – no, I couldn't do it. Can't do it. Anyway. 
okay, so we're, are we at number three? Number three. Number three. All right, so my number three is uh, God of Wine, Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. And I, I love this album. Um, this is, if we ever have a favorite album uh, episode, this is one of them. Well, you already spoiled it. What I don't know. What kind of nonsense is that? Now no, we can't nobody have, will ever know. We can't have that episode. They won't remember. Because you spoiled it. They won't remember. So this is April of 1997. I found a quote uh, from the lead singer. He says, and it's basically a story about how we turn back to the Irish theme. You turn to drink to escape that condition in the end of this song, talking about the God of wine. Uh, so yeah, so that's just this idea. And when you look at the lyrics again, there's some uh, there's some mention of addiction. And uh, I think I read that uh, possibly uh, his mom uh, had some uh, alcoholism and stuff. So there's Third Eye Blind had lots of addiction yes. stuff. One of their songs was about crystal meth. Yes, I mean so. Right. Yeah, you hit um, that right in the head. So again, great song. It's a good song. It's a good song. But I, I don't know if I'd want to party and drink. No, to not, that again, song. not one that you would. You're just, um, you just the mood. Well, it kind of depends, though. Like some uh, people, when they drink, they're they're happy. They, they they're happy, and other people bring it down. I think I can be tend to be the the latter. I like to be. I bring it down. I can I can get moody and yeah. You I want to be yeah. the fun. I want to hear the real big fish play beer. Yeah, a song you don't know. Yeah. I want I want to sit and get moody and brood <laughs> in my emotions. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, even that's, if you are security. Yeah. Well. My number three is an older song. It is Escape, what? the Pina Colada song. What? That's not 80s. What year did that come out? Like <laughs> I know when it came <laughs> out. Don't song. question me on this. When did this Wouldn't come? be on here if it didn't make the list. Oh. All right. So wow. When did this come out? This was released in 1979. Wow. Okay. And it, hold on. It went number one in December of 79. And then it went number one again the second week of 1980. So it is a it made it into the 80s. It was number two, it was number one for a week and number two for several weeks. Okay. And it was the last number one hit of the 70s and the the second number All one right. hit of the 80s. So I'll, I'll give it. It to was you. right there. Uh, this is an interesting but popular song. I remember it playing a lot at the bars when I would go mm-hmm. out. Uh, the song is weird though, and actually it's really so silly. Weird. Uh, basically, a guy and a girl take out singles ads yeah. to meet someone else because they don't like uh-huh. each other anymore, and then they meet up with each other at the bar. So that in reality, it seems like they were both planning to cheat on each other, but then they answered each other's ads. So they're like, "Oh, I guess we'll just stay together." Uh, really silly, yeah, right? It's bizarre. Uh, very strange. Only went to number twenty-three in the UK, so I don't think they were buying this story of luckily finding your partner <laughs> when you're trying to cheat on them. <laughs> Um, so the song is odd all the way around, but it's catchy. It, is, it was on the bars. People get drunk yeah. and like to sing along to yeah. it because they're easy lyrics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pina Colada song. Okay. Sung yeah. by Rupert Holmes. I like that name, Rupert. Rupert. More yeah. people should be named Rupert. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. I, yeah, I, I probably would have skipped over it because it had the 79 on it, but it went number one it, in 1980. It, it, you, all right. The, in the 80s. And I will say at least... In the late '90s, early 2000s, when we were going to the bars, it was on a lot of jukeboxes, sure. a lot of places. So, I think it's got some relevant ties to that time. Yeah. So, no, that's a that's a good one. Um, my number two is also an old one, but uh, it's a remake. So, this is um, "Whiskey in the Jar" by Metallica. Oh wow! Yeah. There you go. See, let's get a little more of an upbeat cheer yeah. to it. You're bringing us down there a little bit. I know. 
go ahead and, yeah. you know, bring up the vibe a little bit. <laughs> so this is a uh, 1998 um, uh, Metallica song, but it's a, it's a cover of a 1973 Thin Lizzy song, which I, to be honest, I have not listened to. Uh, but this song, the Metallica's version, uh, won a Grammy for the song for Best Hard Rock Performance in 2000. So that was uh, cool. Um, but it's actually based on a traditional Irish uh, song uh, about guy that a highwayman who is betrayed by his wife uh, or lover and is um, it's a the most widely performed traditional Irish song that has been recorded. Wow! So yeah, by Metallica. Yeah, so it's been mm. it's been what recorded. Do you think the Irish think of that? I don't know, Our most Irish song recorded was recorded by Metallica. By Metallica, and I think by a guy named Lars Ulrich. Very oh. <laughs> very Irish, by the way. Right? Yeah, perfect. Uh, That's yeah. a good one, though. So that one at least like uh, brought the mood back up yeah. a little bit. So my number two is the actual gin and juice oh. by the one and only Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. I like the other one. It's funny, but this is the version. I mean, this, I couldn't listen to that song enough when it came out. Uh, that album was the soundtrack of like my senior year of high school in 94. <laughs> like It was in my car forever. I oh. listened to every song I I memorized it all like too much Snoop Dogg probably but uh, I really did like Doggy Style it was good and I, I'm talking about the CD <laughs> before you make your weird face uh, so uh, that's uh, we're gonna have to no. have an explicit on this uh, as well <laughs> so we listened to this oh on the way to baseball gosh. games and of course Gin and Juice was the big song but the whole album's great uh, this went to number eleven in you guessed it New Zealand so the Kiwis were all in Snoop's drank and right next door in Australia. Only 49, so I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I love the Australians, but uh, they didn't come through for me on this one. Um, but, yeah, this is just uh, – I can't think of high, the end of high school and not think of Snoop Dogg, uh, so well, can't I can't go wrong. I have two stories with this. One is at a recent uh, staff – oh, it might have – a Christmas party, I think. Uh, this song came on the radio in the back. <laughs> Well, it wasn't this song. It was another song from that album. I can just imagine there's a teacher staff thing, and then Snoop Dogg comes on. I don't even know. I knew. I I was able. They were a little shocked that I knew as much as I did. Yeah. But anyway, so I think there's a video floating around of me doing uh, "Ain't No Ain't No Fun." I think is. (laughs) So first of all, "Ain't No Fun" is the best song on that album. I know every word to that song, and I shouldn't know every word to that song. I shouldn't. For but our yeah. listeners, if you don't know Ain't No Fun or forgot it, go uh, listen to that because you're going to have a... Not with the kids around. There's a little, a bit of like a radio <laughs> edit at the beginning of it and some other things. Uh, so, But the other um, thing I remember that, that song, we would... Uh, what's the radio station on that? Uh, I'm not. Because <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying it. We don't want to say it? We already no, have to put an explicit on this. I'm not saying it. Not I'm right. not doing it. It's good. Uh, go no, look it up. Your 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 mom had a car. Uh, the It was the maroon Buick. Yeah, Buick Century. Yeah. So we were cruising around and we were uh, driving a little fast. Yeah, we like driving. And fast. W- this this song would be blaring. We'd have this CD blaring to <laughs> to the whitest kids in town. Yeah, perfect. we're driving around with this blaring, uh, but we ended up getting pulled over. Uh, the cop. I'm, oh, yeah. in, I'm in the passenger seat. Hmm? I'm freaking out because I, I I'm I'm stressed. I don't know, what do I do? Go. Well, it was a she. Oh yeah, she let us and, go. And I was pulling out. Uh, uh, receipts from your yeah. glove com- I, I was like, I, and handing you stuff yeah. but then man you were so smooth <laughs> you talked to this girl or this uh, cop about how you wanted to be you were like yeah, I, I want to be a policeman too and then 
she starts giving you uh, tips, and before oh, yeah. you know it, she let us off. No, and I thought, off. Oh, Told it was slow down a little bit. So smooth, so smooth. But yeah, anyway, and good. this this CD was playing as we were driving around that night. You know, so. some people are just blessed to be good with the ladies, <laughs> and uh, I guess I was given that gift. Somebody, <sighs> somebody reached down and said, "Here you go, have that." Well, wow. <laughs> before we reveal our number ones, let's head to the cut line. As we put our list together, we often find it very difficult to rank just 10 in each category. So for this segment, we will each identify two songs that just fell out of our top 10. We will also identify an honorable mention, which is a song we missed the first time around, but found sometime later and really liked. So, Rob, you know the drill. Give me your two cuts. All right. So my first cut is um, Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter, also a country, country. 90s country. Yeah. You know, at this point... I, I didn't think we were going to be able to do a 90s country episode. We are now going to be able oh, to do one. I think we could. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, have, I have so much for that. It would yeah. be great. Yeah. So this is uh, August of 96. Um, I put it in Have there. you listened to this song? Yes. It's a little interesting. It's a little what? 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 Well, make, what? she's young. Uh, yes. And apparently in the summer she's... <laughs> You know, becoming a uh-huh. woman to yeah. someone who's quite older. Uh-huh. And I don't know if the legalities hold up on this Well, side. I mean, <laughs> we, can, we can work with that. But, uh, the innuendos they, of the strawberry wine and yeah, all that. It's a little, yeah. it's a little over. Yeah, she's, a little she over saw there. everything. I, she saw it, everything. It, it no, I put down in my notes. Summer. First taste of love. This is August of 96. <laughs> so this would have been the summer that I graduated. Uh, and I, I remember we were in, I'd gone to see some family back uh, in Edgemont, South Dakota, the little tiny town in South Dakota. Um, and I remember this being, this was on a radio where uh, we're at a lake somewhere. I, uh, the location has escaped me through the years, but um, this was playing in the background. And I like a good song that tells a story, and this song tells a story. It's so, quite a story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is quite a story. I ah, like it. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. So my next song is. Uh, could have been an honorable mention because I don't know that I listened to it, but it's uh, Rusty Cage Soundgarden. And oh, I, I'll man. tell you why. So, this is uh, 1992. Yeah. And a lot of people consider this to probably Soundgarden one of their best. Good. So good. Yeah. I love it. Chris Cornell. Can't yep. go wrong. Uh, so, I put it in here. Uh, the Cage being addiction, being alcoholism yeah. or whatever. Um, and then the rust, the rust uh, theme. I'm going to break my rusty cage and run. Uh, the, he's reached a point where not even rust can hold him back and he's going to uh, take not off. Not even rust. No, so I, I, that's why I put it in there. A uh, little note, it was actually covered by Johnny Cash in 96 and that album won a Grammy uh, for Best Country Album in 1996. So, nice. Um, yeah, so there you go. Perfect. So my, those are my two cut lines. Nice. Well, uh, my two cuts. Uh, the first one has been on the show before. Um, I think it was on one of your countdowns, maybe 88, but it's uh, UB40 with Red Red Wine. Oh, wow. That seems that, self-explanatory, right? Yes. So, That's a fun one. I mean, it is a fun one. What year was that? So, well, 88. 88, okay. So, like I said, it's been on our show before. Uh, I think that song's pretty self-explanatory in that... It's not like it's not a big party song, but it's just kind of a feel good, uh, laid back kind of, uh, yeah, good song. I think like no, that. I like it. I mean, if, if you think about it that way, it's if, just um, if you're putting together a playlist for a party, that'd be that'd be killer. That'd be a great. Yeah, I one think so. 
Um, yeah, it, but I think it's more, like I said, what it's more of is sitting around, hanging around with your friends, possibly, yeah. uh, than, you know, I, I don't see it as a big party song at, no. the, at the bars or anything like that. Well, my second song is by the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. What? And it is called uh, Zoot Suit Riot. How are you getting drinking song out of that? Um, it, it's pretty self-explanatory on what you know, it, it talks about. Oh, bottle of beer. Throw back a bottle of beer. It talks right. about bottle of beer. So I, I thought that's All a right. fun song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, released October 97, part of that late 90s swing revival. Reached number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100, only 56 down under, so no riot in Australia. Uh, listener warning, gratuitous Weird Al reference. Rob, your boy parody what? this. In 1999, calling it, are you ready? Grapefruit Diet. <laughs> so uh, I sometimes I think he just gave up at some point. Like that doesn't that didn't even take like Grapefruit a diet. lot of... Uh, Effort to even put that together, I don't think, right? Grapefruit diet. Grapefruit diet. No. Uh, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. So you're always wanting the Weird Al to show up on this show. <laughs> and I, was a, I did not initiate that. You initiated that. I initiated that. it, but he, uh, he definitely so did it. And there it is. So I, just, I, I don't want you to be deprived, but, <laughs> but your boy is all over the grapefruit diet. So. Uh, I thought that was an interesting version. No. Actually, it's awful. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I feel like, again, you didn't even try with this. This is just this is just a bad song. I but, like how you, uh, you let in with gratuitous. <laughs> gratuitous. Weird Al reference. Well, let's hit your honorable mention. Okay, my honorable mention uh, is it's a song called Tightrope. It's by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, I like a good blues song. I've never heard this song. I I had not I didn't hear I didn't get into Steve Ray Vaughan until later. Yeah. Uh, in my life. It's the second appearance on the count on a countdown for you. Yeah. From the Stevie Ray. Yeah. But uh, it's all about uh, his struggles with alcoholism and uh, walking walking that tightrope or that tightrope between um, sobriety and uh, addiction and nice. uh, the uh, the album's actually called Instep. And it's a reference to this 12, uh, 12-step program he used uh, to help himself uh, uh, get better. So, Nice. So, yeah, that's my honorable mention. Steve well, Ravon. My honorable mention is a little bit shocking, and I'm a little disappointed in myself. Why? Uh, it is Brass Monkey from Why are you the Beastie Boys. Dis- well, I think I know where you're going. You're disappointed in yourself? Yeah, I'll explain why. Uh, right. So that song came out on... The License to Ill album in 1986. Sure. I did not listen to that album. How in the 80s I missed uh, License to Ill is disappointing to me. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but I definitely didn't. So that's my confession. I did not listen to this when it first came out. The first time I heard the Beastie Boys was the song What You Want off the Check Your Head Oh, yeah. CD. That would have been. Uh, great yeah. video also, uh, and I loved it, but that, not, however, not fight, was in the early 90s. Fight for You Right? Uh, nope. No. So I then went back, listened to License to Ill for the first time in the early 90s. And obviously, it's a great album. That's a great song. Way different than Check Your Head, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. fantastic. But uh, a little disappointed in myself that for some reason uh, in the 80s, I missed the BC. I don't know how I missed the BC players. <laughs> I don't know if we were on the West Coast and they were an East Coast thing, know. or I don't know what happened, but it's awful. Um, so, but it is now That's my good. honorable That's mention. What and, can, uh, can I ask? What? 
What is Brass Monkey? It's, I don't know. I It's I, like a drink. Yeah, I imagine it's I, a drink, I, but I, I don't. I couldn't find like exactly what they said it was, but um, it's just meant to be like a concoction of beverages and helps to get uh, everybody loose. Okay. All right. Yeah, loose is good. All right. Uh, are we at? We're at number one. Number one? And this better be good. All right. Well. I, I had to go through all these other ones. I don't know if it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be country. I apparently. don't know. It's not. <laughs> Uh, but it is a Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Nice. Drink it song, huh? Yeah. Again, this is that. I really like that song. Moody. It is moody. All I your songs I, are moody. I, I, like, I should stay away I, from you when you're drinking, apparently. I do have You don't to, act I, moody when you... I've been around you when you drink. You don't act moody, so... Yeah, I have to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. I make you listen to way better stuff than that, so <laughs> you must do that when you get home by yourself. <laughs> no, I can be very, I can be very moody and yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so uh, this is uh, in 2008. Rolling Stone ranked uh, "Say Down" so uh, number 72 on the 100 greatest guitar songs of all time. Uh, but it's all about uh, there's some family dynamics there. Rivers Cuomo wrote it uh, because there was some alcoholism with his father and stepfather, and um, yeah, yeah. Carrying it down through generations. So, I yeah. think great song. Great song. Love it. Well, uh, my number one, not as good as that, but uh, previously mentioned, it is Closing Time by Semisonic. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. So, how many? What is we, that? Wow. Did we have two? No. Two or three. You don't have to go right. home, Gotta get out. Yeah, that's so. Good. That's good. Uh, this is another song, Speaks for Itself, released in 1998, as you said. It's about last call in the bar closing for me. Again, your philosophical uh-huh. version of that's fine. My favorite line in the song is, you don't have to go home, but you can't, you can't stay, stay here. here. That's great. I love saying that to people. I really remember this song because when uh, we were in college, I worked at Red Robin, uh-huh. that's right, Gourmet Burgers, yeah. and this would play on the overhead speakers several times time. a night. But almost on cue, at the end of the night, we'd be closing, and it'd be time to go, and this song would come on. Like it, like it was like the restaurant knew, <laughs> you need to hear this right now. <laughs> Uh, apparently, though, in the Netherlands, they don't like being told when to go home from the bar because this song was only number 84 on the charts, uh, so they don't know who they want to take them home <laughs> at all. So, uh, you That's know, don't one. agree with the Netherlands on that one, but yeah. uh, everyone's free to have their own opinion. That's a pretty iconic you know? drinking song. Sure. It is. Yeah. So, and, you know, get out of the bar. Bar's Got to go. Well, surprisingly, those are our songs from our lists uh, for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. How was that? I liked it. I I could yeah. see I could see this list, this playlist playing in the back. Yeah, having a well, having a, some of it, some of it playing in the back. It'd just be like, no, I'll be outside for a few minutes <laughs> with, my, with my thoughts. Whew, some of those are heavy. <laughs> Tool that's heavy to drink to right there. I think, but uh, yeah, I think overall, yeah. got some fun songs in there. Got some rap. Got some country out of out of left field. Couple great, couple different country. great country yeah. situation. So. Uh, anything we missed? I don't think I have anything else that I missed. I didn't have a lot on mine. I had some there were some older songs, songs that I thought were good for drinking songs, but they're not from the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and there's some new ones in the two thousands, like shots. You sure. ever heard that one? Shot, sure. shot, shot, shots. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. you can get that. That obviously talks about drinking. Yeah. There's some other, but those are for those two thousands kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we weren't kids by then, I, uh, but I still know uh, the songs. A couple on my list. I did have Brass Monkey. I couldn't figure out how to get it in. Yeah. Uh, I did have. Tub thumping written here. Perfect. Uh, a couple of obscure ones, but then I was trying to figure out how to get uh, Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. Oh. I was trying to figure out a way to 
get that in there because I here's how you would have got it in. You're taking I, it. Just, I'm about go, to hey, tell hey, you. Hey. Uh, next to one of the numbers, you write, "Take me home tonight." <laughs> and then when we come on the podcast, you read it, and guess what? Just like that, it's on the list. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard, but if you concentrate, <laughs> you can do it. I promise. Um, but uh, we'll work on that for the next one. I, so, des- I deserve that. It's okay. That's okay. Tried to get it in. That's right. Couldn't get it in. <laughs> Maybe. Just write it down. That's all you have to do. No one's standing around telling you what to do or what to write. Just yeah. write it down. The rules are pretty loose. The rules are thing. pretty loose. Well, they're not loose. You make them loose. You Your interpretations <laughs> of the rules are loose. Well, that brings us to the end of this thirsty episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our St. Patty's Day special. If you like this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and share it with a friend and head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us feedback and five stars that will help the show grow. For our lists, what did we get right or wrong or did we miss something altogether? Leave us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or our website, which are all included in the show notes. You can also email us at 80s90srecall at gmail.com with comments or show ideas you may want to hear in the future. And that's right, we'll make you famous and read those emails on future episodes. Well, since I like being a good student, uh, what is our homework for next our time? Our homework for next time is a recommendation from my oldest son okay. in college. And he would like us to cover our favorite music videos from the 1980s. Okay. The era of music videos. Right. Right. So we'll get to chop up a couple okay. lists of this will be challenging iconic videos. This will be challenging I, for me. Really? Yeah, I think this will be a hard one. You watched videos, uh, right? Uh, yeah. I know you watch videos because we watched them together. Together. Yes. <laughs> many songs, many hours spent watching MTV, pretending we were rock stars. Right. Right. Okay. So we can, yeah, we can so, do that. And the, they have to be from the eighties. That's that's your only rule. That's the only rule. So see if we can stay within the parameters. I, I, think I can do it. Of that. Well, do you have anything else for our St. Patty's Day finale? I do not. All right. Fancy goodbye? No fancy goodbye. No, no, no. All right.